The episode you are about to hear contains explicit words. The opinions within are those of the hosts and in no way imply that anyone listening to this podcast agrees with anything we say. Please send complaints to this flippin' podcast at gmail.com. Dashing through the snow in a one hush up and sleigh. How the feels we go, laughing all the way. Bells <laughs> are both your ring, making spirits bright. Fun and it's a ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Now what fun it is to ride in a one hush up and sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. You are listening to the 2021 Very Merry Christmas episode of This Flippin' Podcast with Tommy and Taylor. Uh, Apparently, it is episode number 116. I've lost track about how long ago we started doing this. Uh, We've been trying to get together to talk for a few days now, and everything's just been a little hectic with the holidays, with wrestling, new jobs, dogs, and some other very exciting news that I plan to share today. Uh, yeah, Taylor's face just lit up. But uh, yeah, man, let's talk a little bit of pinball and stuff. What's up, man? Merry Christmas. Day before Christmas to cri- Christmas people. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a really it's been a really crazy week. Uh, crazy crazy week. We have all kinds of crazy shit happening. We've got a new new COVID variant that's affected my family on multiple levels. Um, lots of negative tests have been taken, which is cool. But um, and some positive tests for a lot of people I know. So if you're if you if if you're if you're if you're, if you're hey if you're having a positive COVID Christmas, we hope you get better soon because a lot of people are getting hit with uh, the Omicron. So, yeah, man. Yeah, everyone, you know, uh, it's been two years of this at this point. Uh, We kind of should have a routine now on how to properly protect yourself. But if you're going out into large gatherings, hopefully you're vaccinated. And if you're not, hopefully you're masking up. Uh, Do your best to uh, protect yourself and, you know, others who can't protect themselves for whatever reason. But at this point, like, it should just be routine by now. Yeah. Sadly. So, but yeah, so our, our Christmas, our Christmas has been a little crazy because of that. Like my daughter, my daughter has a cold. We had a, like Tommy and I were going to record the other day and I had to go get her tested and that was negative, which is great. Like, so we're going to head over to my in-laws in about an hour, uh, an hour and 50 minutes to do Christmas Eve. So Tommy and I, we're going to do a quick, uh, quick Christmas special. Talk about, uh, yeah, good things, positive things. And do you want to share your news now? Yeah, I'd okay. say on, on positive things, we can't get too much more positive than that. So um, uh, it's weird to talk about, but uh, very exciting news. Uh, we mentioned last time I've got a new job coming, I think, and I have started that. Uh, the big motivator for the new job is that I'm going to become a father. Uh, uh, yeah, uh... I'm really excited. So uh, Alyssa and I have actually been trying to have a child since about May. And uh, there was a point where we didn't talk for a while. We had a miscarriage in August, which yeah. it's uh, it's been a very unique experience because I found like 
we knew statistically how common it was, but until yeah. it happens to you, you kind of take that common, you know, the fact that it's not you for the most part and that it was us. And uh, Taylor definitely helped me talking me through some things and uh, met a ton of other people who have experienced that. But it was very sad and depressing, uh, yeah. without a doubt. And I'm a usually like, not that I'm super upbeat, but I'm pretty even keel. And that that wrecked me for a while. Yeah. Uh, not just myself, but taking care of Alyssa, too. It was tough, you know. So that was the bad side. Yeah. On the very positive side, we uh, waited till we got clearance from the doctor post miscarriage that we could attempt again. Yeah. And uh, apparently after decades of trying to not have kids and being scared that I just couldn't, turns out that I'm physically capable at least. <laughs> and uh, we've made it into the second trimester at this point. We have yeah. had an ultrasound and we got our genetic testing back telling us that everything is healthy and that we are going to have a baby that will reveal stuff on later. But yeah, uh, uh, that's the exciting news. Uh, we had another brief scare this past weekend that resulted yeah. in us making a trip to the er and uh we were in the middle of our charity stream for sleep and heavenly peace which we will talk about yeah. uh today but i had to uh immediately leave there and head to the er so even though we have entered that second trimester um it is still terrifying so yeah. um as much as i've always known that becoming a parent would drastically change my life and it's part of the reason that i have waited until being as old as I am now to start trying to have a family. Um, it's even more terrifying. Like once you realize it is becoming a reality and there's so many things out of your control and like, I don't know how you do it, man. Like it's, it's very stressful already. And uh, it's just something I'm going to have to uh, get used to at this point. But as of now, everything is looking good. Everything is healthy. Yeah. A million different things can still go wrong at this point, yeah. but uh, I know we've become friends with a ton of people through this podcast over the years. And uh, I have definitely let some people know at this point, uh, my parents do know, but we'll be letting my sister know tomorrow at Christmas that she's going to be an aunt for the first time. Nice. So I'm excited to let her know that I know she'll appreciate that. And, uh, well, for those of you who are like part of our pinball family that haven't heard at this point, yeah, <laughs> I'm having a kid, man. It's crazy. Tom, Tommy's going to be a daddy. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm terrified, but I'm very yeah. excited. It's, uh, it's actually, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, we it's called uh, <laughs> my uh, I, I realized we're we're actually going to have Christmas dinner with my parents tomorrow and we're taking yep. uh, Lissa's mom with us. Uh, they've all never met each other, so they're going to meet each other. Uh, and, uh, they're all awesome people. So that's exciting. But we realized we weren't going to have time. Uh, we wanted to stop by and see my wrestling coach because I've always been very close with him and tell him. But we realized with the dogs and with the travel and the fact that everyone's kind of playing it cautiously on travel yeah. and who we're exposing ourselves to mm -hmm. uh, that we wouldn't have time. So we called him today to tell him and they were oh, very excited. too. That's awesome. So it's uh, it's cool getting to give people kind of that good news here, especially around the holidays and also explain why you're not getting very nice gifts this year because I'm now <laughs> saving money for a child. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. I um, thank yeah. you. I know, obviously, like you guys have been kind of down that the rough road that a lot of people go through, but you don't really, you don't really know how many, like you yeah. said, 
I, it's it's hard to say like why it is that people don't talk about it because it definitely helped me talking to people who then shared their experience. Yeah. But it's not one of those easy things that you bring up. So I think Alyssa and I have tried to be open with people about it yeah. to an extent. Um, not like, hey, I went and recorded a podcast about it, but like people that I see on a regular basis, you know, I work with a lot of college age people at the bar I work at with and I let them know and I let them know what it was like because it was it's one of those things you always hear about it, but just didn't realize how bad it is. And not just obviously mentally and emotionally, but like physically it's, it's an experience, man. It was rough. It's a, um, yeah. Like, like my wife and I, we had a miscarriage, um, when we were first starting to try to have kids and yeah, like we, it was the same type of thing. Like we, once it happened to us, we found out a lot of other people that we knew, had 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 it happen um and i don't know if it's i mean we were we were absolutely just like abs- absolutely devastated i mean like i've yeah. never i've never felt like i i don't even know how to explain how i felt um like just empty like i felt empty like there was like a week where we were just i mean i still like vividly remember the like the moment i would got the call from her um i remember going up to you know my boss and explaining like I mean I just broke down and like explaining like why I needed to go and like it's it was like just it was just awful um and I don't know and like so knowing that you guys when you guys were going through it I just I mean I talked to my wife about it and like we both just like felt you know you feel really bad and you know it's I think it's also one of those things it's just such a personal thing right because at that point like you're not really opening up to people about what your situation is yeah so that's the other thing it's kind of like you have this like little secret that you know it's kind of like you're super excited um you don't really think about how things could go wrong but it's also and, and one of the things that like tommy and i talked about like developing a human body inside of a human is a very complicated process. And like when your body like first takes on that role of developing a fetus, like I don't really think it really knows what's happening. You know, it's like, no, it's a, it's obviously a new experience for the body. Like, yeah. you know, no matter what. So it's like I said, man, it was crazy. You know, the most, you were everybody I talked to was super supportive in yeah. so many ways. But like the craziest account I heard was from one of my administrators at my school. Uh, when I let him know, I this happened the, like the first or second week of school is the day before our 10 week ultrasound. So like that also really hurt. We were thinking, yeah. you know, Tuesday yeah. is going to be this great day. And Monday ended up kind of wrecking things. Yeah. Uh, but he let me know his his wife's a labor and delivery nurse. They had two before they ever had their first kid and five in between their first and second kid. Wow. And like, you know, he was like, take all the time you need. Again, really appreciated that. But it it just kind of like it blew my mind to think like how bad some people want to have a kid that they could go through that emotion that many times. But it also, again, also gave me that feeling of like, okay, I'm not alone. It's okay to have these feelings right now. Right. And uh, again, obviously, we decided that we were going to try again and so far so good man so my fingers are certainly crossed uh it's it's 
it's just been a crazy semester. We both switched jobs. We went through all this together. We're both still coaching. We got a new dog in between that. <laughs> and like, I imagine life's probably not going to slow down for me for the next like 20 years or so. Now. No, no. So, uh, I, I have, <laughs> I, have okay. a high, I have a high schooler now and I'm like, what happened? Like it's, yeah. it, it is really, I mean, I, once you like, yeah, once you have kids, it's, it's crazy. It is a, it's a wild ride. But yeah, so you guys are good right now. So we are good right now. Congratulations. Yeah, that's that's, that's I figured some good news we can share with yeah. some people. And then, uh, you know, anyway, for all those of you who we've become friends with, uh, if it's new news to you, there you go. And uh, thanks for all the support. And everyone, uh, don't be surprised when I come on here next year. And instead of asking for pinball repair tips and stuff, I'm asking for uh, how to properly take care of a child tips. But, you know. Uh, Fair can't be too much more complex than a pinball machine. The first poo, man. The first poo. Uh, it's all about the first. It's once you okay. get past that first poo, you're all in. Um, I've uh, I've changed two <laughs> diapers in my life, so I think I'm prepared. Uh, um, well, congrat congratulations. That is absolutely like some of the most exciting news um, and positive news that I can think of right now. So, I I'm super psyched for you guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I love being a dad. It's a wild ride. Um, it's a roller coaster, but it's it's absolutely the best. I mean, like that is what I I enjoy I enjoy being a dad. So and if and people who know me know that. So you are I, I, I think Taylor, it's Taylor I, the dad now I, on Taylor, Instagram. Taylor right? the dad on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what? I think I'm doing more of this than I am pinball. So maybe I need to like like I don't know, truth in advertising. Oh. <laughs> I'm always, always one who's been willing to, uh, uh, admit that I am not the smartest or most experienced in anything. And I look for help from those people that are, and, uh, you as, as a friend have served as a role model. I've spoken to several other of my friends in the hobby who have kids and have shown me how they can do, you know, family and jobs yeah. and taking care of kids and having a hobby still. And that's all served to, uh, inspire me or influence me to know like yeah i i'm ready for this i can do this yeah not that absolutely. it's going to be easy but uh, i appreciate you guys all kind of setting a good example for me and talking to you and ryan about stuff and yeah just, yeah there's a lot of you who have been very good examples of being good fathers to me and i appreciate that well I, I i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot well look uh merry christmas um pinball you do you want to talk pinball or you want yeah, to talk man. Um, let's see uh godzilla got a code update I assume you've got what two, three hundred games on it by now. I've, I have four hundred games on the new code um, as of last <laughs> night. No, no, no. Um, yeah, Godzilla has new code. I, uh, it's it only jumped up to point eight five from point eight one, and mm -hmm. there's a ton of updates, which is insane and also exciting yeah. about what's still to come because there's still a lot of stuff in there that's just not there like godzilla yeah. power-ups but um and uh, outside of godzilla a lot of credit to stern they updated code on basically all of the spike two games at this yeah. point um a lot of it is just to get insider connect in there but i know turtles has a scoring balancing mandalorian they've altered the upper play field excuse me monsters uh they added stuff so some games that people didn't really anticipate getting some changes definitely have. So Stern's really been cranking things out here for the holiday, which is cool. Um, I played my last three games on Godzilla are 1.4 billion, 900 something million and 1.7 billion. 
um i am really digging the new code and i am like obsessed with starting saucer attack multi-ball yes. i don't know why but it I, is because it's it, <laughs> yeah like it's I'm not the like same it's the way. most lucrative thing but it is so fun to shoot at and yeah. the new light show for saucer yeah. attack now is amazing now so that's very really cool now saucer attack multi-ball it seems like it was made easier to achieve but it, you had to actually defeat more saucers to get to it right because I think originally it was, and I, I maybe I'm wrong. I thought originally I, I didn't it was, pay enough attention to it initially to really know. I just started to like understand when that light's flashing, I need to shoot the pop right. to, to hit the saucer. So I'm not sure if it's just more of me understanding the game or how much of it changed. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've gotten it much more frequently with the new code. And yeah, yeah, I don't. My understanding were the rules, at least for the first saucer attack multi-ball it's you have to hit the saw you have to hit the saucer pop bumper five times and then it qualifies to be destroyed right and then that's when you get the light that uh there's like a insert that lights up or if you go through that little like there's that little switch that's by the pop bumper i think that that also triggers it so i didn't know you could just hit hit the pop bumper i thought you had to hit that switch no so in that case in the early code you definitely had to hit that switch there was no pop bumper hit rule So that's been added in then. Yeah. So at least, and this, I went back and I read over the tilt forum rules after the new code had come out, because I think that, I think there was a clarification there. And so, yeah, I think it's like five pop hits and then it qualifies to be killed. But I think it's, I think that that kill shot is on a timer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that insert that says saucer attack starts blinking. I want to say it's a decently long timer, maybe 10 seconds, 15. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty long. It's, yeah. It speeds up. Like when you're getting to the end, you'll see it's blinking quicker. Right. That's telling you that it's about to expire. Uh, what's ironic is like, I feel like I'll randomly hit that pop up all the time. And there's sometimes when it's lit, I'm aiming and I'm now I'm just hitting the scoop. I'm hitting yep. the scoop and it yeah. actually times out. Now um, that's, and this is the one where if you then, if you do a shots uh, in lane pass, it gives you two hits over, right? over to the, I think it might give you like, it might double whatever that shot value is at the time okay. or something or something like yeah, that. So I, I'm not hundred percent through the right end lane. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that, that's it's really cool. Um, really cool rules that, uh, Keith always throws in there with the shots thing. I'm trying to think like of what I, I don't feel like I've gone deep enough into the game past that. Oh, the train, the train mode has changed a lot to where what it was before was the, the train you could just when you qualify to train super trains you could just hit one ramp over and over again and it would feed back to that same flipper now especially if i i shoot for the right ramp just because i think it's an easier shot you shoot the right ramp a certain amount of times and then it actually lifts the building up so the ball diverts to the it will end up diverting to the right flipper so that you then make this uh, like a super jackpot shot to the left and so that resets so you can't just spam the ramp over and over again which is good you i still see like you can still put up 160 million just in that mode um but that is that has changed i think that that was a a good way to deal with that um not exploit but just rule but i'm trying to think like other changes that i'm really like aware of outside of outside of those I actually got through all the modes uh, the other night for the first time. Like all uh, the defeat, uh, all the ba- battles. Def- yeah, defeating all the kaiju battles and wow. then all of the double team ones. Um, the whatever, because I think you know you have choice in which order you do of them. 
but whichever one I did last for the team up battle, uh, it was really cool. It basically was one of those. Again, I love like the idea of risk reward and player choice and it had shots you could keep hitting and then it was building up a value and you could shoot it into the saucer to collect or keep going. Um, can't remember what that mode's called on uh, Metallica, but something similar to that. Uh-huh. So you're building up this jackpot value and the saucer will let you collect it or uh, keep playing to raise it higher. And I collected it with like one second left and it was like 140 million or something. Ooh. Like I'd got a night. I'd, I'd hit almost all the shots. Like each shot had a level to it. I think you could hit each shot three or four times uh, and the value would go up each time. And yeah, it was, uh, that was fun. I really liked that mode. I want to say it was the King Ghidorah one, but I can't remember for sure. Um, yeah, that's so that's one cool of the things I like. That. That's one of the things I like about Elwin's games is like you can you can approach it from a way like you can approach it like, hey, I just want to blast through this and try to get deeper into the game, or you can really try to like blow up certain modes with points. But it's not yeah. a gimme. It's not like you're just gonna. I mean, when I got to shot. my. So when you're switching your cities, you collect the city bonus, right? Yeah. Yep. And I don't fully understand like what it is that's building that up. But when I switched to my fourth city there, it was over a hundred million I collected just for switching the city. God, um, you're just kicking its ass. I need to get I, I had a really good game. Like that yeah. one was, you know, but that game that game's unique though, because I'll also step up and finish with like fifteen million sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just have an ass kick of a game on there. Um, but I was I was yeah, I was having a good night the other night. So uh, that one that was fun, man. I again, I'm still loving it. I'm really enjoying it. I have not played the new code on Mandalorian, but the reports I've gotten from everybody said basically the biggest change is to the encounters which take place on the upper play field. Uh-huh. And instead of only doing one at a time through the three stages at each level now, it'll let you keep going and you don't play the bonus mode to the end. So, Lincoln, no. Sorry. Link, come here. So anyway, it makes it much easier to actually potentially go through the game uh, okay. and defeat the upper play field, which they said it just makes it feel a lot better. So I need to get down and try to play that. Uh, it won't be until sometime next week, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, that that definitely felt is. I mean, I haven't played Mandalorian in a while, so I don't know what code I was playing. But I, I that upper the encounters were always seemed very unbalanced as far as difficulty progressing through that. Um. But back to Godzilla, I um, I actually made a mod that I will share on our Facebook page. But it was a um, I took a Godzilla vinyl bank, painted it, and then I worked with uh, Joe Zinkus, who goes by Toyota Boy on Pinside, and Joe printed up these like little three D three D printed trains that I use these like flame leds from this place called evan uh, i can't remember I'll, I'll post a link to everything um but basically like godzilla I, you replace the original godzilla with this bigger godzilla bank which is like maybe three times larger and so it's just like the bust of godzilla but then in his hands he's holding four train cars and they light up and they look like they're on fire and that's linked to the um it's linked to the insert that is the train lit insert or whatever, like collect train, advanced train. So that's flashing. Like, so when you have a train qualified on the, on the left ramp, 
the train cars will light up like they're on fire. Or if you are in super trains, the train cars will light up like they're on fire. Um, so that's something I did. That was a present to myself. Uh, I worked on it. it. It didn't take that long to make it. Uh, actually, that's not true. It took a while to make it. And so I'm not making them for other people, but I will share. I'm going to put together a pin side thread and post like links to all the stuff I got. And Joe is willing to print people with the 3D parts. Um, I sent Tom, I sent you some. Did you get them yet? I did. I just got them yesterday, actually. Nice. Well, at least so, I just opened them yesterday. I've been, packages have been coming left and right all yeah, week. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah things keep it set around uh, i'm still waiting for my uh vinyl godzilla to arrive from amazon okay um so once that gets here i will be uh, reaching out for some of those instructions or reading the thread on how to put it together myself um i have the the bridge mod that joe designed uh, yeah. as well on mine and then i have the pot bumper mod that my buddy uh brandon at gov on Pinside. and he's Gov selling those now right he is he yeah posted I think, that he's selling them did you get yours yet so i know he's got he was printed one for you he was yeah i have not i don't think i've gotten it yet it might it, it might be coming today really good yeah it, it looks was, cool i stopped down last night real quick we had some we had like a christmas dinner with some of our friends in town here and then uh i forgot to turn the games off free play from the night before so i stopped in there to do that and uh max a player who comes down he's actually from here but he lives in wisconsin so when he comes home for the holidays, he's always playing, and he even pointed out he really liked that mod. So it looks, uh, yeah, it's cool, man. It's a good little, little, nice design on there. Yeah, the mods, the mods are starting to like. When I first saw Godzilla, I didn't other than God's other than the Godzilla sculpt. Like I wasn't really sure like what mod you would put on there, but I did. So I did my mod, and then I just got in a mod by somebody on Pinside called T Diddy, and it's mm -hmm. just T D I D D Y. And they printed off, um, it's like 3D printed parts, but they're towers and they, they tie into the Tesla strike spinner or the, just the upper spinner. And so it's like, uh, like power line towers with lights on top. And so when you hit the spinner, like the lights go off on top of the towers, but that's pretty cool. So I did get that. Um, and there's somebody else who's did a back box lighting mod for the premium that when you hit the spinner, I think this is how it works. When you hit the spinner, the, the lights on the back box, like it's a, it adds lights to the back box where Godzilla's like heat ray is so that that just flashes while oh, you're cool. doing that. So it reminds me of, I had the Lord of the Rings, like the eye of Sauron mod that went in the back box. So like when you hit the spinner, the, the eye in the back box would light up. It's just, I think it's the same kind of thing. So I'm, I'm going ahead. I'm grabbing that cause I've gone crazy. I've got some side blades coming in. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big modder, but I will admit the inner art blades, they are a nice touch to basically yeah. every game at this point. Like they do add, it just, it gives it a more complete and polished look. I'm a big fan of mirror blades too. Um, but when you've got like, these official art blades getting released. The Ninja Turtles that I picked up came with them. Yeah. And they just look really nice in there. They, I, I get it now. I get it. I'm still not huge in all the other mods, but, um, some of them look really good. You know, like I, I, it's not, I don't, I don't get as much pleasure out of doing it. Oh, the waterfall, but having them in there, there is. Um, having them in there. I mean, they look good. I see why people get so into modding their games. I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't do a lot of mods. Um, I, I like making them every once in a while. Like, I you know, I've done that. But 
yeah, generally I don't care. I think with Godzilla, one, I think when I added my mod, like that sculpt is so big that the left, the right side of the back of the play field starts to look really empty. And so I think those tes- the Tesla towers actually like help balance it out. Um, and yeah, the art blades, I think they look cool. I mean, I, I really like some of the stuff, like, uh, I can't remember who did them, but they've done them where they, they actually like power up, like they're tied into certain features, which are kind of yeah, cool. The L, the L paper ones. Um, yeah. they've done them for a lot of games now. They are, those are really cool. They're those expensive. are really cool. They're expensive. Um, yeah. I think the art blades, not like me, top or expensive, but expensive, not top or expensive. I will say like a lot of top, I think Marco posted, that they had a lot of toppers available. So if you're looking for a topo, check out Marco Specialties. Um, and speaking of Marco Specialties, we should mention the passing of Marco, um, which is like uh, super sad. Um, but I I mean, I'm pretty sure he was the founder of, of Marco Specialties. I met him um, back at, uh, I think it was the free play that I went to a while back. Um, but Mark, Marco Mandalore, Mandeltort passed away this past week and he was just a like old school pinball guy who was always great to chat with. I know that him and his wife, um, I was at free play and I'd been working my ass off. I went down there to help with the tournament down there and, we were just scrambling. I mean, it was just like the most work I've done for like in a pinball thing ever. And I just remember I was in their booth, I was hanging out with them. Um, and they were all like super great, but they were like, you need to sit down and drink some water. Like they were like, just sit, like they took me behind their booth and they sat me down, gave me water. And like, we just started talking about, he just started talking to me about just being in the parts business for however long he's been. It just like, yeah, it was just, just a really great warm guy. And it's, um, the hobby is a lesser, um, it's, it's just, we've lost a giant in the hobby. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I've definitely sent them a, a lot of money over the years and I'm sure there's many people out there who have, um, I've only briefly interacted with him at shows when I was near his booth, but it always stood out to me is like, while we're at a show to have a good time, the mm-hmm. reality is it's much like when I'm working in the bar, like people come into the bar and they're like super happy. And sometimes I'm not because like I work multiple jobs and I'm tired and it's 2 AM and they don't quite grasp like, Oh, they're like, what's wrong with you? Shouldn't you be having a good time? I'm like, I'm at work, man. Are you always happy yeah. at work? Like, you know, yeah. but that dude was always smiling when I saw him at a pinball event. And the reality is like, he's still at work. Like he's working when he's at a lot of those shows and sure. Maybe he's seen people he likes to see and stuff, but that dude was happy to be around pinball. Um, and I, I, I've become, you know, close friends with a few people that work there over the years, just yeah. through the hobby and knowing them. Uh, and reached out to them when I, I heard the news and <clears throat> that to me is always a good measure of something, you know, like not that people are going to speak ill of people who have passed, but when you can tell that someone who, you know, especially when it's a workplace thing and somebody who was your boss and their employees are still devastated yeah. that they're gone, that's when you know it's a really good person, you know? I, th- so. I think, I think a lot of what Marco did by their presence at shows also really helped the hobby through like what seemed kind of like darker periods of the hobby. Like they had a presence 
they were showing up with games. Like, so a lot of those new games, like you would see, they were not, it wasn't like Stern was bringing them. They were being brought by Marco. They were bringing, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. Even, even at recent shows, they've been done a huge job huge. of pre selling games. So that way they could provide more games yep. at a show to go along with their booth. And then, you know, people like us get to take them home. Yeah. Um, I got my, I got my Jurassic Park from them. So it's yeah. like, I have like my my Marco tag. I'm looking at it right now. It's I've got the Marco uh, symbol on my uh, on my uh, what is it? My price card or whatever. It's Marco Show Game, you know. And and they even printed it up so it says courtesy of Taylor Reese. This flipping podcast, like you know, I well, yeah. It's, so, it's those little little yeah. touches like that that you know create loyalty. Um, yeah. And I try to support all the pinball parts suppliers and mod makers and our friends who are doing stuff. Cause it's, it's again, this is a small hobby. Like it is your reputation means a lot in this hobby, at least to me uh, within our community, because Absolutely. we're a very tight knit group. Absolutely. And uh, you know, again, he's somebody who had a great reputation and so it was well earned and it was for a reason. So without yeah. a doubt, he'll be missed. Uh, I did see Marco, you know, was taking some time off here for the holidays but they also posted that they'll be back at it next week because I, yeah. you know, I think by and large, this dude wanted to keep pinball machines working. That was his kind of dream was to provide people with things that they could continue to keep machines highly functioning and for others to enjoy, which I think is probably why he was so happy at shows because you got to see so many people enjoying pinball. Um, it's one of the things I love about being at my location uh, is seeing other people get to enjoy these machines that I've worked on or that I've bought. And it's fun. So um, I think he would be very happy to know that his business is going to roll along and I'm sure they'll be missing his, his presence and his leadership, but, uh, he built something that's going to outlast him. And I think that's something yeah. we all want to do. And I think, I think going along with that, I think one of the things that's been really impressive with what Marco, the company has done with him as the helm is it has grown. It's not like this, like, it's just an old school company. It's not pinball resource where it's like we're not going to change with the times. We're just going to do it our way. And we're going to, you know, I love pinball resources. This isn't a knock on them, but like watching the evolution of Marco from being an online store to like the, that big presence at shows to hosting like regular streams about doing repairs with like, and what they've done, like Kyle who does that and Emoto, like it is like it has become a next generation thing. Like they are, they are, they are like, there is a current, it's a current model of how you can integrate a business with like a culture, right? Because now I think that pinball has a, more of a culture than it did even five years ago. And a lot of that has been done by people who have a presence. And I think that Marco really, I think Marco may have been the trailblazer for it. I think that pinball life has as well. And I think that Stern is kind of now following along with that, like where it is, it's becoming more of a cultural thing than it is just like, Oh, it's a business. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's interesting. I think the growth of the hobby has been pretty amazing the way that it's kind of changed in the last five years. And Marco was Marco was, like I said, one of the like leading, they were the trailblazer with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got into the hobby roughly 10 years ago, and that was the first place, you know, I ever learned to get parts from. Uh, and it's it's been great, man. Like, it's, yeah. they, they've done, like you said, I, I can't 
say it any better. They've contributed to the hobby and made it a better place. So it's been very cool. Um, all right. Pinball, pinball, um, pinball Christmas. Uh, what, uh, uh what, what, uh, what, what? Well, I was going to say, uh, in, in the holiday spirit, we had our, uh, our second annual, uh, bed drive, as I mentioned earlier this past Sunday, uh, where me and my buddy, John Hawksby basically planned to get as many people together as we could and stream pinball for 12 hours. Uh, we had everything against us that day. Uh, the internet went, went down at the bar. So we were running the stream off a hotspot from my phone. Oh man. Um, as I said earlier, I ended up having to go to the hospital with Alyssa for part of it. Yeah. Um, it was just like a bunch of little things. They had, uh, they had a four band concert the night before at the venue. So I had to move the machines around that morning and get everything like physically set up. And then on top of that, the internet issues, all sorts of things. Um, but for everything that went wrong, it still went really, really well. Um, we, we talked about it before, but Sleep in Heavenly Peace provides uh, beds for children who don't have a bed to sleep in. Um, there are chapters in states all over the country. So if this is anything that interests you, um, you can help out locally. You can just donate to the charity as a whole, whatever you want. Um, but uh, uh, last year, we set the goal of raising $400, which would provide one whole bunk bed. So beds for two kids. Um, and we ended up raising $2,800 last year. Uh, this year, the price of the bunk beds went up to $500 because of inflation, essentially, and that's just the reality. So we we did up our goal to $1,000. We were still hoping to be able to provide uh, two complete bunk beds, so beds for four kids to sleep in this year, and we flew past that goal. We ended up raising $3,154, um, that came through several methods. Uh, we put all the machines on free play that day down at North end. So people could just bring in cash and donate whatever they wanted to the cause and hang out and play. Uh, we had some people bring checks. We were also taking money online via Venmo or PayPal for people who just wanted to watch in the stream and wanted to donate. And then we had uh, donations set up through Facebook, which went just directly to the charity um, so we didn't have any access to that sort of money that just all went in, but it luckily Facebook kept track of it for us. So between all of those, we raised the 3,154 and after, uh, processing all of the Venmo and PayPal transactions and getting them swapped over to my account, uh, right now, while we are recording, I am going online and I am submitting that donation of. Uh, what we took in in cash that day then essentially plus the venmo and paypal which is 2359 the check has already been mailed to them and the rest of it was coming from the facebook so that will have to be done through that way but um yeah i'm really excited we were able to do that for the second year with the amount we raised that is going to allow us to uh provide what did we figure that is what is it six uh six six complete bunk beds that's awesome so, 12 kids will have a place to sleep thanks to uh, the pinball hobby, you know, and, like and this is going people to, being willing to give. And this is going to your local chapter, right? We are. So this last year we donated completely to Indianapolis. That's okay. the closest chapter to us in Lafayette. Yeah. Um, and John, my buddy who does this with me, he's been like a road trip buddy for a lot of our pinball stuff that I've done over the last couple of years too. He actually is part of, well, he's the leader of a, a men's club called the bearded villains. And it's basically a bunch of really big, like John is a giant human. 
uh like six foot something i don't know yeah. it's, it's a bunch of really big burly dudes with beards and tattoos that if you saw in an alley you wouldn't want to mess with and the whole idea behind their group is they're trying to change uh that image of like just because we're big dudes with tattoos and beards like doesn't mean we can't do good stuff and they go out and they do all these charitable causes uh they did a toy drive last week on top of john doing this uh, he yeah. he's a great human i'm very lucky to know him and he's doing a great job leading these guys but they actually go on the bed builds for sleep in heavenly peace yeah so that's another way you can help out sleep in heavenly peace will post information you contact your local chapter on when they have like these one day bed builds where they bring in the community to build the frames and stuff and then he actually does the bed deliveries too where like you take the bed frame that you've now built you set it up in the kid's house and that 500 dollars includes like the bed frame that they're building the mattresses, the bedding, the pillows, no, that's it's, it's awesome. everything. So it's one of those things where it's like the more money you put together and you can buy in large quantities, it, it, you know, it sounds expensive when you hear $500 for a bed, but then when you think of everything that goes into it, Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. So it's, it's 500 um, for two beds. Yeah. For two it's beds. Bunk, yeah, it's, it's bunk, bunk bed. Bed. So it's yeah. like two mattresses, two, two mattresses, beds, two beds, two pillows. Like, two yeah. Blankets. I mean, that's, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's it's to me it's a very worthy cause. Obviously, I work with kids. Um, I've worked with kids who are disadvantaged at times, and like, it just means a lot. Uh, so we're very happy with what we ended up raising. Um, we both kind of talked about how last year we did the twelve hours, and we were like, that was so long. I don't know if we'll ever do that again for that format. And then as it was like rolling around this year, we're like, eh, we've raised a lot of money. Let's just do it again. Yeah. And then same thing this year, kind of like we're really tired that day. And two days later, we were like, what, what can we do to do more? Like we got to keep one upping ourselves because the reality is it's like one day of us being a little bit tired. Cause we have to set up some things and hang out. But like when you think about what it's going to mean for those kids, it's, it's a lot easier to motivate yourself to do it. So I oh, mean, it's awesome. Like you guys yeah, kicked but, ass. It's, we right. did. I know my buddy Mark, who has some games down at the location with me. I didn't, for whatever reason, I just didn't even post it to Pinside this year. Uh, I was busy dealing with a bunch of stuff, and I didn't even think to post on there. Um, but he posted about you know coming down and playing. Just from him posting about it in a thread, somebody else said, "Oh, I've never heard of them." I looked him up, and I donated to. He's like, "I got a fa I got family members in Fort Wayne, so I donated to that chapter. I bought a, a mattress and a bed, and yeah. it breaks it down on their website too. It literally." You know, donate five dollars. You're providing a pillow. Ten dollars, uh, a set of sheets. Twenty five dollars is a comforter. A hundred dollars is the mattress. Two fifty is the single bed. Five hundred is the whole bunk bed. Yeah. So like, you know, you can see what how you want to break it down exactly if you want to know where your money is going. But again, like these chapters exist all over the place, so you can be directly helping in your community, which is how I got on this rant. Uh, but last year, Indianapolis was our closest. This year they opened another chapter in a little town called Frankfurt, which isn't terribly far from us. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of splitting our donation between those places this year. Nice. Uh, so keeping it local. Um, and, you know, the reality is like, I don't care how they split it between the two places, but I just want to know that we're helping kids in our communities. So that's awesome. Uh, man. I'm making that donation right now. So then I will let you talk about like pinball Christmas stuff. Um, you well, well, I just want to say that it's awesome. And one of the things that I miss the most, like during the COVID times is not getting to do my pins for kids, which is just a charity tournament that I, I love doing. And it was, I don't know. I think that there are certain charities, charity event or charity, not charity events. There are certain charities that are like just impact charities. And I think especially kids charities, like you have no idea how much of an impact something like having a good bed, a good comfortable bed to sleep in, or having school supplies 
So you don't have to worry about whether or not you have the crayons that all the other kids have or like a coat, you know, like those are impact gifts. Like those are things that like really go beyond above and beyond. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I just, the, one of the, one of the things that a local charity does is they put out, um, like refrigerators, like community refrigerators where they make sure that the refrigerators like have food stocked. And so people in the community can come and just get some food out of the refrigerator. So, um, yeah, like if you're looking to like make an impact in your community, like, um, like what Tommy is doing, um, yeah, especially in the pinball hobby where it's like, we have these, I mean, it's tough because of COVID right now. It's tough. Um, but I, I, I really do think like there's a really owning pinball machines and inviting people over is a really easy way to raise money for a charity and look for those impact charities, especially ones that help kids. Um, no kids hungry is a big one. That's a national one. Um, like my local food bank has one where they provide meals for kids. It's a backpack program. That's the one that we always, um, put our money towards. So, yeah. So yeah, just, I think it's awesome that you're doing that, man. I, I, yeah, it's, it's great. And like what you guys were able to raise is awesome. And thanks to the pinball community for coming through. Yeah. And we had people, I think one of the coolest thing was we had a, an older couple show up like right near the start and we go from 12 noon to midnight. So like, we kind of don't know when people are going to come Yeah, and what sort of like help we're going to have as far as just sitting in front of the camera and talking. And this older couple showed up from Chicago and they were like, yeah, we were literally just driving home to Chicago and I pulled up things to do in Lafayette because we were coming through the town and she said, I haven't played pinball in decades. And I, this popped up as something to do locally. So we came by. Uh, she she was like having a blast. She played everything. The husband was kind of an older, gruff guy. He worked for the city of Chicago for years. And he just sat down with me and John and talked. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they handed us 60 bucks and said, you guys are really doing something cool. Nice, so man. that was nice. You know, like complete strangers, not members of the pinball community. Uh, I was really glad that day that the Google search function worked in our favor. Uh, that was, but that was cool. And, you know, I saw people that I don't see at the location very often. Uh, I saw people that come by all the time. I saw people that couldn't make it that day donating online. Um, like we said, man, like this, this hobby, like it means a lot to us. Obviously we're sitting here recording a podcast because of how much we like this hobby. Yeah. Uh, but when I see people come through for something like that, it, it means a ton. And, uh, we are, we already talked, we're definitely going to do it for a third year. Um, my, my goal this year would be to inspire another location somewhere, uh, to do a similar thing, you know? So we know enough people within the hobby that I hope somebody else will take this up and do it for their location or their local community as well. Because at the end of the day, it's not like it's a ton of work. Uh, obviously the internet troubles this year, uh, hampered kind of what we were doing yeah uh, hopefully we are switching providers down there because i can't connect my stern insider connect kits i have right now either which is frustrating oh. um but you know at, at the end of the day like i said there's going to be 12 kids who it's just so hard for me to comprehend because i was always provided for i never ever worried about having a bed to lay down in yeah. um and i take that for granted yeah. So when I think about that possibility and knowing that I'm like able to help just a little bit with the help of a lot of other people here, uh, it means a lot. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So let's keep the positive train going, man. Uh, as far as pinball goes, you need to congratulate Jack danger who has now been announced as a official pinball designer for Stern pinball. So 
congratulations. Um, obviously, like he designed the Jurassic Park Home Edition, and he has now been announced as by Stern as an as officially joining their design team. So, congratulations. Um, yeah, everybody knows Jack. I did see him yeah. post out uh, the picture of the game he had been doing as a homebrew on his stream for a while, a couple years back saying it's time to dust this off and you know Ooh. reassess it and that was a it was interesting so it was a really unique layout that looked like it was kind of like a tna beetle style street level game um so i i honestly hope that they allow him to do that because i have added a beetles to my location uh, as we mentioned briefly in the last one and dude like that game just sucks me in so bad uh it's just so fun so fast paced i could see a layout like that with a with a modern theme, maybe really succeeding. Yeah, it'll be, I, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just, I, I, I just think that's pretty like a dream job, right? I mean, like, first of all, like doing homebrew still blows my mind that people can sit down and figure that out. Like that's just not yeah, in my a wheelhouse. Great article that came out about that this week. Um, Oh, I saw that. Somebody posted it to the, uh, there's like a yeah, Facebook group that's all like home a friend of mine. It was actually uh, Casey, who's the owner of my location. And Casey's a great friend, but he's always like, he's always so, he's, I'm so impressed with what you can do on these machines and how you're able to, you know, fix things. And he literally asked me last week, he's like, like, how far away are you from being able to actually just build your own game? And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm so far away. Like you can't even comprehend. He's like, well, like you, you, like you've restored a few and stuff. You and built like, yeah. scratch like, I games. Built, I, I built a scratch game, but I built a scratch game that already exists. That already has a blueprint that I was like, it's like putting together a puzzle versus like cutting all the puzzle pieces yourself and making it fit again. Um, yeah. I, but you it's know, a without a doubt. That. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's in a crazy amount and I, I can't find the damn link to that article, but it was, it was very well done. It largely covered the homebrew games that were at pinball expo. Um, and just trying, I sent that to him and he's like, now I, now I understand better what you were saying. Like there's just so many parts of a pinball machine that people take for granted, uh, that go into it. And not only do like, okay, could I probably assemble something? Yeah, I think I could do that. But then like, making it fully functionable with code. And then on top of that, making it actually fun. Like, yeah, that, that is, it is a challenge, man. Like pinball is, you know, it's an art form. It really is. And there's a reason that Stern and Jersey Jack have so many employees and how these machines are designed in teams. Like that's why when I look at TNA, that was a one man show from Scott Denisi. Like I'm just, it's so mind blowing what he did on that thing. And that's also why he refused to do another one. And he, who, you know, with Rick and Morty, he had a coder. He had somebody helping with rules. Like it's a, it's it's a really cool challenge, but it's just not something I'm capable of or wanting to be capable of right now. There's so many, yeah. There's so many. I think, I mean, you know, going back to Elwin, like what he's been able to do as far as, you know, Archer, um, but I think also like just the rules. Like there's just yeah, there's so many different levels of knowledge that need to go into designing like a homebrew. What's a Sonic the Hedgehog looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many. It's I mean, really cool. I've played that one. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Like what's what's happening right now 
in the hobby. Um, and all, and a lot of that is happening like while we're in a lockdown. So it's not like you're even can really get out there and collaborate like you might in like a more open world. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be really interesting. I think there's going to, there will end up being an explosion of stuff happening once we kind of calm down a little bit. Um, yeah, but, it's, it's part of the reason the the P3 has me so excited um, because you're designing less of a play field and there's already a solid code base out there for people to build upon. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people working on games for that system right now on top of like the official P3 games. But that to me is where like I plan to hopefully, and again, I'm fully recognizing that I have a child on the way and like all of this might just be delayed <laughs> drastically by years because that's going to be my priority. Drastically. But, uh, yeah, the the P3, it feels like it, it's like me walking into the shallow end of a pool and giving me like a little bit of a glimmer of what it might take and see if I can do it uh, versus starting completely from scratch. Yeah. And speaking of Multimorphic, they added two new members to their team, uh, Colin they McAlpine did. and Bowen Karens. Yeah. Um, which is which is amazing. Obviously, Bowen was at he was at Spooky for a while. And, he was helping with rules there, yeah, specifically because right. he wasn't, you know, he still he was working remote, essentially providing rule consultation. Yeah, and so now, yeah, they're over at Multimorphic. I think that was just announced like in the last couple of weeks. Within the last week, yeah, that's within the last week, too. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations, obviously, Colin, uh, winner of Pinberg. I, I, I basically, I think that was all us personally. Oh, absolutely. He that got was that, like the, the flipping podcast bump, man. That was a flipping this flipping podcast bump. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens with them on board. You know, there's a lot of there's rumors about you know they've got a licensed title coming out at some point. There's yes. rumors about uh, what it is. Do you know what it is? I dude, I I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, I I ordered mine knowing a new game was coming, but not knowing what it was. Um. I know they've announced they had this new flipper upgrade that came out. And I know that's that. going into all the new machines being built, which would include mine. Um, which I've heard good things about. I've, I've heard, heard very, very good, good things, things about, about that. Um, supposedly, according to Cointaker, which I'm now realizing going through the uh, Alien and Cointaker thread, is that my Alien was supposed to be sitting at a boat in New York, and I'm supposed to have it by the end of the month. They've got seven days left. Uh, and I've heard nothing. Ooh. So uh, not feeling good about that. But then I was just like, no, it's cool. It's just sitting there hanging out. There's all sorts of delays. But now I'm seeing people get theirs from that boat. And I still haven't heard anything. So I'm not feeling great about my alien at the moment. Uh, but uh, I believe when I talked to Jerry at Expo, my P3 was looking like most likely February-ish. Okay. So that is where I remain the most excited for. Um I'm just curious, but yeah, supposedly when mine's ready, the new title should be ready. Uh, I don't think by any way they're waiting for me or anything like that. I think it's just timing's <laughs> working out uh, and I'm really excited, but no, I'm in a P3 discord um, with people who are making games, people who already own them, all sorts of people who work there. And there hasn't even been like a hint really? of what the game is. Man. Like they are, they now are, we know people, we know people who know, we know people who know. I, I mean, I imagine, yeah, I, we do, but they are 
they're doing the right thing and they're keeping their mouth shut. Do you want to know? Do you want to know or do you prefer? I honestly like... don't. I've gotten to the point where like, so like Stern has Rush coming out. Right. It's not a secret. We're just kind of waiting till they officially show it. And it's still really exciting to officially see it. Yeah. But like, dude, tomorrow's Christmas morning. And like, I remember being a kid and not knowing what my presents were. Oh, I don't want to know what exciting. anything is. Yeah. And I'm not big on surprises, but with like pinball machines, we're, we're getting a couple new ones a year. Like, enjoy the mystery, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't have I ha- I don't have the slightest idea of what this P3 theme could be, other than they're fairly confident a lot of people are going to want it, which really makes my mind wonder, you know, like, what is this? And yeah, uh, I, I trust them. I'm ex- I've played Heist enough at this point where I'm really excited. I went to the Cincinnati show and got a few more games on it because somebody was nice enough to bring their P3 there. I've loved Cosmic Kart Racing for years. After I played that for the very first time, we interviewed Jerry just because I enjoyed that game so much at Texas. Um, and Lexi Lightspeed's actually like I've really enjoyed that. I don't know it super well, but I had a great game on it at a show to where I was like, okay, I get this now. I'm understanding yeah. it. Um, and the reality of I'm going to have less space. The room I'm recording in right now, I don't have a pinball machine in this room for the first time in 10 years because it's going to become a nursery so um you know like i'm losing space for a good There'll reason be a, a crying baby in the background of there will be a crying 25 yeah uh but I, you know i'm just being realistic i know things are going to change so if i can have one machine with swappable play fields that doesn't take up as much of a footprint yeah. that's going to be a good thing for me um i want to put it on location because i want people to experience it but yeah. i also like jealously really want to keep it home because i i really want to play it a lot so We'll see. Uh, I plan still to put it out on location, but eventually if I had to bring something home, it might be tempting to do that one. Um, all right. So Christmas is tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to drop, I'm going to try to drop this episode today. So Christmas, Christmas is tomorrow. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, do you have anything under the tree that is pinball related that you know about? I, I don't. Okay. Uh, Alyssa and I bought a new washer and dryer last month. We were like, Merry oh. Christmas. So one of us <laughs> bought the washer, one of us bought the dryer. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, wonderful. It's actually been <laughs> awesome. Like We were like, wow, we're we're actually adults. Maybe we can handle this kid thing because we're excited about laundry. There's a um, lot of laundry that a lot of laundry will happen. Yeah, but between <laughs> my new job, Alyssa has also changed jobs. Like yeah. Our last several months have just been insane. Yeah. I had a friend come over and help me put up the Christmas tree last week to try to surprise Alyssa as like, Hey, look, we finally did something for Christmas. And I just had like me and her put the lights on. Uh, so when Alyssa would come home, the tree would be there with the lights and then Alyssa and I could decorate it. And she was like, that's awesome. Alyssa has also been very tired and very sick throughout the pregnancy. So like, yeah, it's been rough on top of everything else. And she's like, Oh, that's really sweet. I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. And uh, that's it. We hung up three ornaments total that were ornaments. We got each other as gifts. And that's pretty much it. Like nice. it's, it's been a the whole Christmas year has just felt off, man. Like it it's is, totally year felt has off. felt off. Yes, I yes. usually love decorating for Christmas, and yeah. this year we were just not about it. So, yeah, I, I'm man, like, I, man I, I, I'm regretting putting the tree up because I'm like, I'm just gonna take this thing down like on Monday. <laughs> I haven't put up any lights outside. Um, yeah, and, and not that not so that I go crazy. I don't go crazy with it at all. Like I do like the middle. Like I do Halloween. I'll be honest. Yeah, but, fun. Um, yeah, it's just been really weird. And I and like I was talking to um, my wife about it. We like went on a walk before we started recording. Yeah, and I was just like, it just doesn't feel 
Well, it's also it's literally like, almost 60 degrees outside today. Same, same thing here. So it's we haven't warm. had any snow this year. But um, I feel like, I feel like it's that, that whole, like I have, I can't really put myself, I've lost my relation to the time of year at this point. Like it's I, just, yeah. So the weird. last two years are a solid fog of, I can't remember when I did anything. Like I remember things happening and stuff, but like I've lost, oh, that was this month or, or we did that before this. Like everything yeah. has just been really strange. So it makes me kind of sad uh, because I usually love like Christmas, watching Christmas movies. Like I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I've, I also have started to already think about like how next year I could have like a six month old at Christmas <laughs> and like how they won't remember anything. But like how like I really want to make it special, like if that makes sense. So like, yeah, like I'm excited about that already, that potential. We took our we have our friends in town, Michael and Danielle and their three daughters that we hang out with a lot. We did uh, Christmas with them last night and like nice. I picked them up. I, I shop for their girls every year and like I pick them up a couple things, but then I go to the store and I'd see something else and be like, oh, she'll like that or oh, she'll definitely want this. So, like I end up getting them way too much stuff, but like yeah. I love giving. Like I enjoy yeah. seeing kids enjoy Christmas. So uh, yeah. we took gonna, them stuff last night. Number when you have number your one own hit, kid. When you have your own Simon. kid. Oh my God. Remember dude. Simon? That was like the number one. I got them all this stuff that I thought oh, they'd yeah. really dig. And they yeah, were playing yeah. Simon. They love Simon. So like, hey, it's, you never know what they're going to like. But, uh, yeah, man, that's it. If anybody's out there looking for like a secret Santa and they just want to hook me up, a Dolly Parton playfield, I, I want to restore that one eventually. But yeah, there's nothing under my tree. <laughs> um, I did get some Christmas decorations from Upkick Pinball. They're on Instagram. They did these like cool, like uh, printed 3D or plastic etched ornaments. So oh, nice. If you're looking for some ornaments for next year, um, check out Upkick Pinball. But I yeah, I got some plastic protectors from them, and I think they actually Michael got me uh, a, a clear cut set of Harlem plastics that I'm going to be using on a Space Rider uh, Geiger build that I do for somebody. So oh, nice. Yeah, Upkicks, uh, they're good peoples. Um, hey, I'm trying to think. I don't really, I don't know that I'm, I'm not. You know, yeah, I man. Don't think I'm. I got too, well. Technically, too. I can move the box of the Godzilla mod parts from my kitchen table to under the tree. There you go. I'm Wrap sad. it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Put my name on it. To Tommy from Taylor. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I have to go. I have to go yeah, get no ready problem, to go to my in-laws for Christmas Eve dinner. Um, I'm going to go cook a ham so I can take it with me tomorrow because I work from five to three. So Because we're not closing early on Christmas Eve because people got to get drunk, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I hope everybody, you know, I hope everybody is healthy for the new year. Be safe out there. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Tommy. Congratulations to you guys. I'm super psyched. Um, and yeah, I can't, you know, I look forward to next year recording this, the Christmas special with a little crying baby in the background or a crying six month old, not a baby anymore. Yeah, six month. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to learn all the terms for how the so one. One of the girls last night was like, "I'm a toddler. I'm not a baby." And I was like, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Guess if you could tell me that, you're definitely not a baby. Good point. Good point. You're not a baby anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Well, have a merry Christmas. You too, uh, guys. Uh, tell your parents I said hi. Just the same. I will do that. Tell your yeah. Tell your dad I said hi. Tell your dad um get a tent, and we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And yeah, Tommy, so I, I do think like hopefully this upcoming year, I was telling some friends recently 
you know, I hope that you and I can get together and record more because you'll be home. So even if we uh, do shorter episodes, we could be more frequent with them. Yeah, um, man, I'd love that. I'm looking forward to that. So let's try to do that. And so, yeah, everybody have a, you know, be safe out there. Merry Christmas. Um, Happy New Year, because we are not going to record between now and then. Don't get too no. excited. Um, but yeah, hopefully in 2022, we can get out there. I, I will be able to get out there hopefully more. Um, and yeah, so I just hope everybody has like a good uh, holiday. Same here, man. Thank you guys for listening for all these years. And uh, yeah. we're not gone yet. We're going to keep going. We're not gone yet. All right, Tommy, man. Good to talk to you. I will talk to you later. Yep, later. Bye, guys. All right, man. Bye.